Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast of The Michael Graham Show is brought to you by Matt Hermes. If you have a high-end home and you're looking to sell, call Matt at Keller Williams Realty. Matt Hermes specializes in luxury homes in areas like Hamilton Mill, Sugarloaf, Chateau Elan, and more. For more information, visit atlantahomesguru.com forward slash radio. at the pump expected to jump. While electric car owners, once given tax credits, will see a $200 yearly fee. More than 350 fireworks retailers across the state. People like to blow things up. <laughs> but uh, on the world stage, just to be objective about it as I can, I can't think of many nations in the world where we have a better relationship now than we did when we took over. We want the, unders- the sheriff to understand and police officers that many of these people is just hardworking people. This is the Michael Graham Show on News Radio 1067. If I have to do jail time, God forbid, if I have to homeschool my kids, would, I would not vaccinate on their schedule. Good morning, it's 905 at News Radio 1067. I am Michael Graham, your host, MC, star of the show, renowned spoiler of women, known enemy of the jihad, the geekiest white guy east of the Mississippi River, and a guy who doesn't hate you. I don't think you're a moron. I don't think you're a racist. I don't think you're a bigot. I don't think you're an idiot. In other words, I don't work for CNN. MSNBC, the New York Times, or the AJC, et cetera, et cetera. Why do they think that your haters, I don't know why, but CNN is still going with the sixth black church to burn, ATF and FBI investigate church burning in Charleston, South in South Carolina last night. Uh, actually, about uh, an hour ago, the feds told the AP that it's almost certainly not arson, that there's a lightning storm rolling through, and it was almost certainly a lightning strike. And yet, that hasn't stopped it. Right now, feds investigate latest black church fire. You're right, CNN. And they find that it was not an arson. And then there's a list of church burnings on the screen, naturally occurring, undetermined, undetermined, undetermined arson. Think about this for a second. You get your, assuming that you get news from somewhere else other than News Radio 1067, which is a mistake, and you shouldn't. But if you get your news from CNN, MSNBC, NBC, New York Times, AJC, et cetera, you get your news from people who think you're a racist, ignorant moron whose religious faith makes you a bigot. That's what they think of you. And all the proof you need is this morning. Did you turn on a TV this morning? What was the first story? Church burns in South Carolina. Is arson sweeping the South? Well, actually, no. According to your own information, it's not sweeping the South. Of the six church burnings, two are arson. And of those two arsons, 
there's no evidence that they were racist arsons. But CNN doesn't need to know that. MSNBC, ABC News, they don't need to know that. They know you. They know you're haters. They know you're church-burning haters. You hater, hate, hate, haters. The only reason you could possibly want to leave the Confederate battle flag up at Stone Mountain, Georgia, could have nothing to do with the Civil War. Why, there's no connection at all to Stone Mountain in the Civil War. I know. I don't care why it's there. I know it's Haiti, hate, Haiti. I know. Could, couldn't it just be because like there's this big like Civil War statue and there's General Lee and it's history and the Civil War? No, it has to be hate. And so that's how the media are reporting the story of the Confederate battle flag at Stone Mountain. I got another one for you. Not nearly as mean-spirited and profound, but still true. You see the AJC piece today about fireworks becoming legal here in Georgia today? Please don't blow me up, you morons. One of their clever columnists writes a piece about how wildly dangerous it is now that Georgia's going to have fireworks and you're going to have firecrackers and bottle rockets and Roman candles and you're going to blow me up, you bunch of idiots. In addition to being incredibly insulting and demeaning, in other words, just another day at the AJC, it's also wildly factually untrue. Um, And if you go to my blog, michaelgram.com, and go to the blog, I've got a piece there, but I'll share the details with you later in the show, about what has actually happened. As more and more Americans have been given the freedom, or taken back the freedom, I should say, through their elected officials, to blow up fireworks on 4th of July, fewer and fewer people are getting hurt. The premise of the media coverage you've seen, and it's not just the AJC, although they had the most obnoxious piece, but uh, on television as well, fire officials are worried. There's some lady with some nursing system, excuse me, some nursing outfit who's running the We Hate Fireworks Coalition. They were trying to get Georgia to not legalize them. You know you haven't been in those emergency rooms. We've had a surge in injuries. Well, no, that's a lie, ma'am. You're actually lying to us. People in America are not morons. They do not blow their hands off on a regular basis with M80s. People in America are as smart as people everywhere else, maybe a little smarter. And we manage to do this stuff. We manage to have a good time at the 4th of July. I mean, here is the lowest standard I can give you. If South Carolina can figure out how to work a pack of fireworks, then certainly we can here in Georgia. And I say that as a guy who grew up in South Carolina. Come on. Why is it? Why is it that when you turn on the news, when you open up the newspaper, that the message that you get consistently is there's something wrong with you? You're stupid. You're Haiti. You couldn't possibly have a problem with same-sex marriage that's related to anything about theology or about concerns about the impact on American society of having children raised in a manner that completely negates hundreds of thousands of years of human evolution. No, 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 no. You have to hate gay people. Do I have to? Well, whether you have to or not, that's the assumption of every news story on the subject by CNN, et cetera, et cetera. I th- that strikes me as pretty profound. Let me try it this way. You're on an airplane or you're sitting in a restaurant and you strike up a conversation with a lady. And she starts telling you about this guy who is the biggest dirtbag ever. He's a thief and a liar and a cheat and a stealer. And he kicks babies and pushes dogs over. And, this is all. and you go, oh, my gosh, this guy's terrible. And then you find out that the guy she's talking about is her ex-husband. 
Does that cause you to suggest that perhaps there may be two sides to the story, that perhaps this gentleman she's describing was not, in fact, involved in the assassination of JFK? When you find out that it's (laughs) the ex-wife. The media coverage of America, of you and me, and of the stories that we try to follow, is essentially that ex-wife. So why do you trust them? Why, do, When you pick up the AJC, why do you trust what they're telling you? After you've known so many times that they start the story with the, because America's full of hate-filled morons, blah, blah, blah. And here in the country of awful people who are idiots, blah, blah, blah. There are idiots in America. Of course there are. There are hate-filled people in America. Of course there are. We're people. We have all the foibles of people. But there's not only is there nothing wrong with America, compared to every other country in the world, we're doing pretty damn good. And yet the media starts from that premise that there's something wrong with us. And what I want you to get from this, as you, because you saw the coverage or you've turned on the radio, I'm, 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 I'm assuming you saw or heard some of this coverage about that church in South Carolina, which once again, we now know, according to the feds, was not arson. They don't believe it was arson. A huge lightning storm went through. In fact, here's what's interesting about it. Because I you know, am from South Carolina, I get uh, Internet news stuff from over there. The early reports were that locals around the church said, yeah, we heard a huge boom from lightning and thunder. And then all of a sudden the church is on fire. People thought, yeah, we think it got hit by lightning. But then the national news cameras showed up with their pre-told story here in the deep south full of racist haters. And suddenly all the talk about the lightning disappeared. There was no mention of lightning. And that story rolled on until finally the facts came out. There's one place you can go where you know the person who's telling you what's going on at least doesn't hate you. <laughs> at least doesn't start off with the premise that you're a ignorant, bigoted, you know, hater. And that's the natural truth. And that's why we try to tell it here every day, 9 to noon. The phone number, 844-404-1067. When we come back, Nevada joins civilized world and how it treats alleged drunk drivers is one of my favorite stories michael graham now and the kimmer at noon on news radio 1067 express yourself good morning it is 9 20 uh yeah michael graham happy july 1st happy million in new taxes day. Happy self-rising gas tax day. Happy firework freedom day here in Georgia. We finally are free to do what they do in South Carolina and 45 other states, which is legally buy fireworks. About time we can do that. I want to ask about something else, though. Um, Imagine you're at a bar and you have too much to drink. And so you decide to make what you think is a responsible decision. You decide to sleep it off. So you get in your car. You put the keys in the ignition because that's where the keys go. You don't drive the car at all. You lay the seat back. And you do that kind of good, snoring, loud, sloppy, drooly sleep that you have when you're you're drunk. And after, let's say, an hour or so... Pounding on the window. Uh, step out of the car. I'm sorry. Uh, 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 Officer Johnson here. Step out of the car. So you, Officer Johnson, I mean, what are you doing? I'm sleeping it off. I had too much to drink. And instead of driving, which would be irresponsible, I 
went to sleep in my car. Car's not running. I'm asleep. The officer says, you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be held against you. And he slaps the cuffs you and he takes it. What does he take you in for? What is the crime you committed? In some states, the crime you committed is drunk driving. In fact, in most states across the United States, cops will at least try and, and courts will at least try to bust you for drunk driving while not driving. Um, a bartender, uh, for, for, exa- for example, in uh, uh, Washington State, a guy was at a bar. And he realized he was too drunk. And he said, I, you know, I think I'm going to do, I think I'm going to um, uh, sleep off the car. And the bartender says, here, let me take your keys from you. And he gets in the car. <laughs> he goes to sleep. She's got the keys. And he still gets busted for drunk driving. Because the officer said and the courts claimed, well, you could theoretically get your keys at some point and drive the car. And so in this case, the courts finally threw it out. They said, this is ridiculous. You can't. That's too far. But if he had had the keys, the court said, oh, yeah, if he had the keys, he could have been busted for drunk driving. Um, When I was in Maryland, there was a case we had where a guy was uh, drunk, and he was sleeping it off in his girlfriend's apartment. No, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He was sleeping it off in the the car. His keys were in the apartment because the girlfriend basically had said, you know, I'm sick of you, you're drunk. Get out of here. So he goes out to his car, Pick. I think in this case it was a pickup truck. The keys are sitting on the, like the whatever, you know, the little table by the door. Cops show up, he's drunk, he's in the car, and they arrest him because they said, how do we know you're not going to go back and get the keys and get in the car and drive drunk? So here's my question for you at 844-404-1067. When cops try to bust you for drunk driving, when you're in a car that you are literally not driving, the car is not moving are they doing the right thing, in your opinion, at 844-404-1067? Or are you like me? You think this is absolutely insane. The argument for the cops is, and I get the premise, well, drunk driving is bad. And so we just want to freak people out and have them not even thinking about driving drunk. Okay, well, I get that you want to freak people out, but they still haven't broken the law. Does that matter to you in some states? In some states they have, in some states they haven't. The reason I bring this up is that today in Nevada, they have now joined the civilized parts of the United States. The legislature made it a specific, they, they went back, they, so what, well, here's what happened. People visiting Nevada, and I know that you may, this may strike you as crazy. Some people, when they go to Vegas, they imbibe just a bit too much. It's on occasion, on that rare occasion that someone in Vegas has one drink too many, they had people going out to the casino parking lot and sleeping it off. 
And the local communities make so much money off of the casino, casino enforcement, the cops were sweeping in, swooping in, grabbing these people and throwing them in jail. The guys go, I'm, I'm not driving. So they had to, they passed a law that went into effect today that says no officers, if the guy isn't in a car that is moving or started, he's not driving. Well, he could drive. Yeah, he could. One day, you're absolutely right. He could just turn to decide to start the car and drive away. But until he turns the ignition, he's not operating a vehicle. He's sleeping in a vehicle. Then another story where a guy uh, was in his own driveway, and he uh, he uh, lived in a uh, uh, house. He was he rented a room in a house where the landlord had like several you know people renting rooms kind of thing, and the landlord didn't let them listen to loud music. So he would go out to his car and listen to music in the car with the car not started but in the on position, you know, so the, elect- the electrical stuff will work. So he's out there, and he's buzzed, and he's having a good time with his music, whatever, passes out in his car. Cops arrest him. The cops find out, yes, he listened to music in his car all the time. Yes, he was sitting in the driveway. Yes, the car was not started. And the cops said, doesn't matter, it's on. Even though the engine isn't running, it's on. Boom, arrested. I have to tell you, in law enforcement, it makes us a little more dubious about your motives. <laughs> Revenue versus safe streets when you're arresting people for driving under the influence while not driving. 844-404-1067. Rick, you're on the air. Thanks for the call. Yeah, uh, actually, the cops are out of their mind if they want to do that. And I have a solution that would work better for women than men, but with equal opportunity. If it's a local cop, you tell them you need them to call a state trooper because you want that cop arrested for sexual assault. Why he may this? not have, but he has the equipment to do it. He can do it at any time, <laughs> which is exactly what he's talking about doing. Now, if you're on the side of the road and the car is running, right. that may be a different story. But, I mean, you're parked and it's not running, they're out of their minds. Well, Rick, we're going to find out how that works here in Georgia. We've got uh, legal analyst Phil Holloway is going to join us to talk about DUI laws here in uh, Georgia and other stuff as well. And take your phone calls at 844-404-1067. Up until today, you could get arrested in Nevada for drunk driving without driving. Is that the right way to prevent crime? Or is that just ridiculously over the line? You tell me. I'm Michael Graham. I'm sitting at a bar on the inside, waiting for my ride. It's 935. I am Michael Graham, your host, MC, star of the show. So here is the story. We are, uh, we've got uh, the state of Nevada having to change its law because uh, people were getting arrested by the local cops for DUI without actually DEing. They were not driving the car or operating it. And so starting today, that law will change. It made me wonder, what is the status of the law here in Georgia and uh, how do we treat our fellow citizens. And so for legal questions, I always turn to Philip Holloway, Esquire, uh, legal analyst and attorney at large. Phil, how you doing? Good morning, Michael. I'm great. I hope you are. Are you sober? Uh, yes, I am at this time. <laughs> well, it's still early. Okay. Well, before we get to the, the, uh, the rest of the story, just straight up here in Georgia, can I get busted for sleeping it off in my car? Actually, you can. Uh, it depends on whether or not they can prove whether or not you 
drove the vehicle there being asleep in a car mm-hmm. that is parked if you're uh, drunk for example you know cars don't drive themselves and right. so that is circumstantial evidence that uh, probably you drove the vehicle there the the issue is can they prove that it was within three hours of driving because if you're over the legal limit of 0.08 within three hours of actual physical control of a moving vehicle, they can successfully prosecute you for DUI. So if I walk out, so if the car is sitting outside the bar, though, isn't that, doesn't that let me off the hook? Because that makes it a very uh, much more difficult case to make against you for being DUI, right? Because there's a very you know strong indication that maybe you drove the car there before you were drinking, exactly. and then got in the car to sleep it off. So, but if you're you know if you're parked in the middle of a, a ditch somewhere asleep, <laughs> that's a whole different situation. Yeah, when you're asleep in your car and your car is in someone else's bedroom, that's generally a bad sign, I would think, from a law enforcement standpoint. We're talking to legal analyst Phil Holloway. Um, uh, so what about the issue of the car running or not running? Because in a lot of the states, what happens is, so like, let's say up north in Minnesota, there was a case where the guy turned the car on because he had to, because it was like, you know, five degrees or whatever. So the, the engine's running and he's asleep. Uh, well, and they... I've actually had trials on this where people oh. were in a driveway, uh, in a vehicle that was running and it was cold outside and they were asleep in the car under the influence. And, mm-hmm. Officers and sometimes prosecutors and judges don't understand that the law has the law requires that the vehicle be a moving vehicle. Ah. That, is an, that is an element of the offense, and so that's what they have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt. Because in other states you don't. Uh, Maryland is uh, w- w- one that I happen to be familiar with because of uh, radio stuff where they if if the engine is turning, then you are operating the vehicle. Even if you are asleep in the back seat, if the engine is turning, you're operating it. That's correct. Some states do not have the requirement that it be moving. But interestingly right. enough, there was a case uh, many years ago in Cobb County where someone was under the influence and was pushing a motorcycle, <laughs> not riding it, but pushing it, and a jury convicted him of DUI because he was in actual physical control of a moving uh, vehicle. Incredible. I love that. That's why we love talking to you. We're talking to Phil Holloway. Hey, uh, they're mad in Forsyth County because apparently uh, there are some people who are there who are not in the country legally, and therefore they don't have driver's licenses, and they're driving, and they're getting arrested, and they say this is an outrage. How dare you arrest us for driving without driver's licenses? It's your fault that we don't have driver's licenses. Is is that a case that's going to be persuasive in front of a judge, Phil? It's hard to say in, in a vacuum whether or not that would be a reasonable, you know, argument because judges have to consider a number of things including whether or not somebody has a prior criminal history whether it's their first second third fourth fifth offense whatever in georgia though what's important to understand is that all all traffic violations are also misdemeanor criminal offenses and you can get 12 months in jail for example for running a stop sign or speeding not that that happens on a regular basis but it's not beyond the realm of possibility Oh, that's uh, I just this this whole premise that somehow I should feel sorry for people who are openly breaking the law is is a hard one for me to grasp. Particularly since what I would like to see happen, Phil, would be for when the officer pulls you over and realizes you don't have a driver's license, and you say, "Well, it's because I'm here illegally." That they then promptly call ICE, and ICE would just send you to a place where you can be a legal licensed well, driver. There's no that's money. There's no money for the state in that, or exactly. for the city or the county. I mean, it's it. The money is it comes in when they take them to court and and get some kind of a traffic fine out mm. of them. So, 
Hey, well, I've, well, I've got you on the phone. I want to ask about something else. The uh, police chief in Smyrna is going to have a presser today about the fact that they're going to use body cameras starting today in Smyrna. Uh, what's, as a former, you were law enforcement, you've been on both sides, the prosecution side and the defense side. What's significant about that to you, Phil? I've always been a big proponent of body cams. And, and you know, it, from a police officer's perspective and from the perspective of the citizen, I think if everybody knows that everything is being recorded, mm -hmm. it encourages both sides of the transaction to be on the very best behavior. And it also preserves and documents everything in a way that is uh, not available otherwise. You know, police can put whatever they want in a police report, but cameras don't lie. So, um, But I here's my problem, Phil, is – sorry to interrupt. I just want to get to this before we can. Is What good is it for Smyrna to have body cameras if they're going to do what they're doing in the Nicol uh, the Nicholas case – which is refused to release the video anyway. It took Charleston just four days to release the uh, uh, squad car video of the cop who gunned down the unarmed black guy from behind. It's been more than three months, and not only will they not release the many videotapes that they have from various sources, uh, but they won't even let the family of the uh, kid they shot in the back see the video. So what point? what's the point of having a camera if you're just going to hide the video from the public anyway? I don't know what their policy is going to be on uh, on these body cams. If, if I guess we're going to have to wait and see what the presser is about and what the chief says is their mm -hmm. policy going forward. You know, some police departments actually put video cameras on tasers, Michael, and you can get video of a tasing incident. Wow. And a lot of times you can get that through the Open Records mm -hmm. Act and things like that. So I guess it depends on what their policy is going to be. But certainly these uh, body cams will – I think overall have a positive effect on the interactions between police and the citizens. Well, I think what one thing you're going to see is that most of the time the cops are getting it right. And that's what the small amount of research we have so far shows is that uh, the amount of complaints against police plummets once these body these cameras are used. But I want to ask you one last thing. Can you explain to me either from a legal standpoint or some other standpoint how it can be the case that we can watch the cop in North Charleston shoot a guy in the back but for three months, uh, GBI, Cobb County, and Smyrna can sit on the government video of shooting a guy in the back uh, after, uh, you know, after serving that warrant in, in uh, Cobb County. Well, in North Charleston, the video, if I'm not mistaken, was, was recorded by a third party. Oh, no, no, this is the second. The, you're right. The first one was. It was a camera. But then three days later, they released the squad car video. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, you know, I've always been a, a proponent of, of transparency, and, and I think as a general matter, a general principle, these things should be made available certainly to the families of, uh, of, of people who are killed or otherwise involved in use of force instance, even if the use of force was legitimate sure. and proper. I think, I think that the family and to a lesser degree the public has, has a right to know. So I think on balance, the quicker you can get these things out, the better. There might be legitimate investigative reasons, though, for... But what? Name, name an investigative reason. The video's not going to change because it was released. You can't, you know, no one's going to be able to tamper with it. It's not like you can tamper with the evidence. No, I mean, but it, it, can change what, it can change what witnesses might be telling the uh, police happened and so they don't they want to make sure that witness statements are not tainted right. or tarnished by uh any other piece okay. of evidence in the case well it's been three months uh <laughs> plenty of time to chat with witnesses uh they could at least <laughs> and 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 if the mom and dad see it no one and their lawyer you know that doesn't mean that the witnesses or the jury is going to see it but i'll just say this when these when you start with the smyrna police lying about the warrant they're serving 
and you go to the uh, Cobb County Police announcing that they're not going to release any information on it. And then GBI basically just comes in and says, well, we're not going to actually investigate. We're just going to pretend to investigate and stand around and look at Cobb County. There are plenty of reasons for the mother and father of this guy to be very upset, no matter what ends up no matter what we end up finding out happened. To play devil's advocate just for a minute, the mm-hmm. DA has said they're going to present this case hopefully in July to the grand jury in Cobb County. And Civil the grand jury, grand jury is made up of people who watch the news. And so the grand jury needs to see mm-hmm. all of the evidence together, not just one little isolated right. piece of it. So that could be a reason why the DA doesn't want to taint the grand jury well, that, that might be reviewing the well, case. Well, all over the country, they somehow managed to have both grand juries and transparency both in Charleston, Cleveland, et cetera. So I think I think we it's like the fireworks law, Phil. I don't think we're any dumber than they are in South Carolina. Surely we can meet that standard. Gotta let you go. Philip Holloway, attorney at law and legal analyst. Your phone call is coming up. 844-404-1067. Michael Graham now in the Kimmer at noon on News Radio 1067. Red Solo Cup. I fill you up. Let's have a party. Good morning, it's 952. Oh, yeah, Michael Graham. So the state of Nevada has changed its laws starting today. You cannot get busted for DUI unless you are actually D-ing at the time. If you're not driving, if the car's not moving, the car's not on, you can't be busted for DUI. Some people are complaining, saying, no, 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 that'll just encourage bad behavior. Arrest them anyway. You just heard uh, Phil Paul say that here in Georgia, he's had clients who are in cars that were not moving at all. And got busted for a DUI, and he had to explain to the court, remind them that the law in Georgia says the car must be moving for you to actually be driving it, which would seem to be common sense. Grant is on News Radio 1067. Hello, Grant. Hi, Mr. Grant. How are you today? Great. Right ahead. Listen, I'm going to be real quick. Uh, it's kind of, it's not really, well, it's kind of complicated, but I'll be, I'll go through the scene real quick with you, and I'll uh, trust you interpret it and send it out as the natural truth, uh, as always. Um, I basically about 15 years ago was uh, going home from a bar, which is only about four miles from my home, uh, my brother and I, and we were watching an NFL game. And I'd only had about two beers, maybe three. I mean, I, and I know everybody says that, but that's about it. And I stopped drinking at halftime because I knew I had to drive home. Uh, I drive for a living and, uh, and never had a DWI uh, or DUI uh, uh, until then. Uh, I was driving a classic 1964 pickup that was in mint condition, not an old piece of junk. Uh, it, it broke down. The fuel, fil- uh, fuel pump went out on me uh, about a mile and a half from home. Uh, my brother decided to walk home. It was about uh, 12 o'clock at night. I couldn't walk because I was recuperating from I'd just gotten my foot out of the cast after a broken ankle. Um, and so I didn't want to I try to walk home. I stayed in the truck. He took the keys. I gave him the only set of keys I had, and, mm-hmm. and he walked home. And I slept in the truck, in the bed of the truck. And uh, the next morning, uh, the police there were knocking on the window. Mm-hmm and asked me what I was doing. I said, well, my truck broke down last night, and I couldn't walk home, and I and I lived, and I showed them my license. Sure. They knew where it was. They patrolled that area. And uh, they uh, said, well, I, we smell alcohol. I said, well, I, that may well be, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not drunk, and by that time they couldn't prove it anyway, as we all know. Uh, so anyway, what ended up happening, Grant? They, they, gave, they, they gave me a DUI, 
They took me to jail. Uh, not only that, uh, the, the truck was disabled. It was proven to be disabled, so I couldn't have driven it no matter what. I didn't have the keys. Uh, they took me to jail, and then when I got to jail, uh, I knew my brother had gone to work uh, because he was staying with at my at, at my house at that time. Um, and uh, so I, they said, uh, they said, well, uh, you want to make a phone call? I said, well, there's nobody there right now. Can I make one later? They go, oh, you get one chance. You don't make a phone call. You don't get a phone call. Let's go. They so basically, I'm, my my case, is the state versus I won't say my name, uh, is in the North Carolina general statutes now as a precedent case. Um, they violated my uh, my constitutional rights by not letting me make a, a well, phone call. Did you finally get busted for the DUI? Yes or no? I I got busted for the DUI, and they and they dismissed it. They. Dismissed well, that's that's good. I'm glad, I'm glad that worked out for you. It seems to me that if the cop knows you can't drive the car and you don't have the key, this is all just uh, nonsense. Uh, let's ask Gary. Gary, you're on the air with Michael Graham. Mr. Graham, how are you doing today, Great. sir? Great. Go ahead, sir. I was in North Georgia canoeing down a river and got busted with a BUI. What? I could have fell out of the canoe, stood up in the river, been fine. <laughs> No motor on the boat, <laughs> nothing. And they took me and my cousin right to jail. For floating down the river. So FUI, floating under the influence. Well, they call it a BUI, right. boating under the influence. They were threatening to impound our canoe and all kinds of stuff. It was crazy. <laughs> crazy. And it really happened. Dawsonville, Georgia. Anybody going up there this weekend, be careful. Because they they're not playing up there. Thanks for the Bye. tip. I appreciate it. Kevin is on News Radio 106.7. Hello, Kevin. Hey, Michael. How are you? Doing great. Right ahead. I uh, I was uh, when I was at my dad's funeral. I was my dad owned a pharmacy, and I uh, the VFW invited me to come over after the funeral, and I uh, got real drunk, so I went over and parked in his parking lot, my dad's property, right. in his car, and turned on the car because it was February, and mm -hmm. fell asleep, and the car ran out of gas, and I woke up at daybreak with cops standing outside, and they arrested me for public for DUI because right. the car was on but out of gas. And then I uh, said, look, man, I'm on my own private property. I'm not doing anything wrong. Right. And he said, well, get out of the car. And he gave me a sobriety test. And then he arrested me for public intoxication. <laughs> and I went to jail. <laughs> and uh, it was Saturday night, so I didn't get out of jail until Monday after, of course. after you know, court, right? And uh, long story short, they had to pay me $10,000 because I lost my job because I had a driving job. Wow. But so it all got settled and they threw it out and you're back in a righteous citizen again? Yeah, but uh, the thing of it was, is I lost my job and I had to get another job and everything. So that's sure. the reason why I got ten thousand dollars. Yeah, it was uh, the, the the police chief came, the arresting officer. He said, "That's Bob Ash's car." I'm not saying the last name. Right. This is his property. You haven't got anything on him. Let him go. And it's a new cop, and he's trying to make a name for himself. Sure. And everything. Yep. Well, so Kevin, you did the right thing because the only way the government is going to restrict its powers if they get their fingers burned when they cross the line. We need to drop that mousetrap on them. At least I think so. Not everybody agrees. We've got so much more to talk about here on the show this morning, including updates on how dangerous it's going to be over the 4th of July because of terrorism versus fireworks. Don't miss it. I'm Michael Graham. Morning, it's 10.05 at News Radio 106.7. I am Michael Graham, your only licensed and authorized distributor of the natural truth. This is Atlanta's largest diner table. I want to hear from you, your thoughts, fears, you know, insights on what's going on. 
And I, because this, that's what we do. We do conversation here. It's uh, my second favorite form of entertainment. I'm married, so I don't remember what my first favorite one is, but whatever it was, it was great. It was true. It was, it was very squishy, but great. I loved it. And I'm looking at CNN right now. South Carolina officials speak about church fire as part of their continuing coverage of a church fire that was not arson. The feds have already announced. They announced two hours ago. It was not arson. It was not arson. But it doesn't matter because CNN wants you to think that you live in a nation full of haters who would, if they had half a second, burn down churches. It's the same thing that happened with the horrible horrible, uh, Charleston massacre where we had CNN and MSNBC saying this incident proves that America is a racist nation that would return to slavery if they could. And I'm like, what do you mean it proves that? The guy has no support. Here we go. Yet another data point that proves that America is not a hate-filled racist country. That proves that when a church burns down in America, usually it's just a church burning down. It's either, you know, accidental fire, lightning strike, as it appears to be in this case, or an arson utterly unrelated to uh, to racism. In the 1990s, we had the same thing happen. We had the media inventing a story of racist Americans burning down black churches. The summer the black churches burned in USA Today and uh, Christian Science Monitor and other groups after the story had already blown up, after the panic, after the, uh, the Americans had been smeared as racists, USA Today went back and looked at 64 incidents of churches burning under you know, uh, uh, due to arson. And out of the 64, four were racist. You know who burned down most of the other black churches? Black people. Who attended those churches, who were trying to collect insurance or who uh, were mad at the preacher or, you know, a, a teenager who's a congregate in the church went over to smoke pot you know, in the basement, whatever, and started a fire and whatever, you know, happened. Out of 64 arsons, four were race related. But too late. Sorry. Sucks to be you. Uh, we've already decided we know that you people are racist. It's the same thing that's going on with um Stone Mountain. I, I Just to remind everyone, if you are new to the show, whatever, I have been a longtime advocate of taking the Confederate battle flag down from the State House in South Carolina, from places where it flies as an official flag representing the people. There is no reason why that flag of a defeated army fighting for a, uh, an evil cause should be honored representing the people of Georgia or anywhere else. But it's still a flag that's part of history. And so if you go to a Civil War battlefield, it is embarrassing that there are now Civil War battlefields that refuse to sell you a Confederate battle flag. It's ridiculous. It's, it's, it is. It's, it's, it really is a sign of either a juvenile culture or an idiotic culture or whatever. Well, when you get to Stone Mountain, Georgia, why are people going to Stone Mountain, Georgia? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of stuff. They have a lot of great stuff out there. But one reason is because there's that big carving. <laughs> there's a lot of history that happened at Stone Mountain. Why in the world would it be offensive to a rational person to have the Confederate battle flag fly at Stone Mountain, Georgia? It's not like they just kind of out of randomly, out of nowhere, the you know the Confederacy or or Southern history suddenly appeared there. I mean, have you noticed? 
on the side of the mountain who that is, that's Robert E. Lee. That's not Spike Lee. I don't know if you've noticed or not. That's not Harper Lee. That's not Lee J. Cobb. It's Robert E. Lee. And so Robert E. Lee's flag flying at Stone Mountain. I'm not saying that uh, nobody's going to be offended by it. I'm sure somebody's going to be offended by it. But it's com- it makes complete sense. No, Michael, it doesn't. Because I know why you people are flying it. It's because you're haters. I'm t- so think about what it says that we get our news every day from people who think so little of you, who have such a low opinion of you. Why do these people, why do the people at CNN think, have such a low opinion of you? Why is it that you're, these self de- self-declared elites who celebrate the fact that the Supreme Court doesn't let you vote? We can't let you vote, you people. Don't you know who you are? I'm so tired. I'm, I'm not, I don't mind the Confederate flag bashing. The Confederate flag and the people flew it earned it. Sorry, no sympathy for me. If you wanted sympathy, you should have stopped waving that flag at Klan rallies, segregation marches, and while you're beating the crap out of Martin Luther King Jr. You should have done that. You didn't. The flag gets its, d- deserves all the hassle it gets. But the bashing of the people of America in 2015, we are not even close. We are the greatest country on the planet, and we have done far more good than any other country that exists today. And it's not even a close call. And we would have done even more good, except we elected President Obama and he decided to undo some of the good that we've done around the world. He decided to hand Iraq back to the whack job Islamists. He decided to let Syria fall to the whack job Islamists. He decided to let ISIS grow and spread. I, 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 and so if we had not done that, we could have done even more good. I swear. Soccer board, you see that? Look at that. They are still running the FBI ATF investigates Mount Zion fire story on CNN right now. Guys, it's been two hours. It was a lightning strike. This is not media. This is propaganda. This is I hate America propaganda from CNN. It's an insult to the country that they're doing this. And by the way, they're lying, too. So that's why I'm telling you, if. When you hear a story whose punchline is, and that's why America is a lousy, awful, racist, bigoted, hate-filled place, just stop right there and plan on tuning in my show. Because you're going to get something resembling the truth. I'm, I'm going to not start off my, the conversation with the premise that you're a bad person. I think that's one of the reasons why Donald Trump is doing so surprised. Well, I say surprised. Well, I mean, he's, you know, at 10%. But, you know, one of the reasons why Donald Trump is getting a warmer reception than most people expected is because at least he's not bashing the crap out of America. At least he's not saying, you know what? You're right. There is something wrong with our country. And I, I, uh, 844-404-1067. Uh, Fourth of July coming up. Your first Fourth of July with legally purchased in Georgia fireworks. Michael Graham now. And the Kimmer at noon on News Radio 1067. Good morning, it's 1019. Uh, yeah, Michael Graham, your host, MC Star Show. Okay, so we were talking in the last hour about uh, changes in the law around the country regarding DUI and that there are 
Cops here in Georgia who have tried to bust people for driving drunk because they were sleeping it off in their car. And there are states uh, like Maryland and Washington where you can get busted for DUI, even if the car isn't running, even if the keys aren't in the ignition. You can still get busted for DUI. Nevada's uh, just stepped up to change that law now so that you can't get arrested for drunk driving under the influence unless you're actually driving, which is common sense to me. So here's what we're going to do for the confession hotline. The confession hotline number is 404-437, excuse me, 436-2007. 404-436-2007. If you will call and confess what is, in your opinion, the worst place to wake up drunk, maybe because it's happened to you or happened to a friend or a spouse, you call the confession hotline and confess the worst place to wake up drunk. We will play the best of the best calls around 1145, and someone will win tickets to Music Midtown at Piedmont Park on September 18th and 19th. So you want to see Elton John, Van Halen, Billy Idol, Allison Chains, call the confession hotline, 404-436-2007. Your answer to the question, the worst place to wake up drunk. This is your chance to confess that spot. I'll share mine, my true life story with you later in the show. I'm still just shaking my head at the uh, what happened on CNN's continuing to cover the uh, church fire in South Carolina as a potential arson. I tweeted out around 8.30 this morning that the AP was reporting, oh, no, the feds now believe because you know, th- that it was lightning. It appears to be lightning. The, you know, There's no evidence of arson. Looks like it was all natural. CNN is still running it. Hey, soccer boy, you were reading the uh, the the subtitles while I was on the air. What did the blonde bonehead at CNN say to her guests what, five minutes ago? I guess it was the terrorism expert that they have on. Mm-hmm. And she asked how she expressed how that it looks like these fires were, you know, natural causing from lightning. And then asked, how could these fires still somehow be linked? <laughs> ISIS is controlling the lightning. It's amazing. They've got this super weapon now. ISIS and Perseus and Thor and they're all together and so ISIS calls upon Jove, is that right? Who Jupiter? Who, whoever it was, to throw down the lightning and burn the tri- it's it's apparently God is racist. That's the CNN's new theory now, is that God is in fact racist. 844-404-1067. Hey, uh let's uh, uh Brandon, our executive producer has grabbed some of this audio. But, Tom, uh, even if this was caused by lightning, there have been a number of other fires at black churches recently. How can agents determine whether or not these fires are linked? (laughs) Okay, so it's lightning, but still, how can we determine how they are? What do you have to think of America to have such a low opinion of us that you are working this hard to turn a lightning fire into an act of racism. It's just, it's, it, it's what, it, it is what the media think of you. And particularly if you're a Southerner, oh my gosh, it's really what they think of you. And if, oh my God, if you're a th- Southerner and you go to church, oh, you might as well just throw yourself in the re-education camp right now. Yes, Brandon, our executive producer. This is why I couldn't be a terrorism analyst for CNN, because my answer would have been like, obviously it must have been white Jesus. <laughs> See, that's not a good answer. That's not a good objective <laughs> that answer. That would have been my answer for that uh, lady's dumb question. Hey, um, uh, are you a fireworks guy for Fourth of July? Do you like to go out and blow stuff up? Oh, yeah. I love to blow stuff up. Do you ever go to uh, South? Did you get your stuff from South we Carolina before? We Tennessee or Alabama. Tennessee or Alabama? Okay. Yeah. I, I love Pedro over at uh, south of the border. 
If you're driving 95, the Pedro <laughs> says, absolutely. Chilly today, hot tamale. Stop and see Pedro. Uh, as opposed to vote for Pedro. Well, now we can buy our fireworks legally. And if you've been watching the media for the past couple of days, you've seen all the stories. Oh, my goodness. Injuries are on their way. Georgians will be blowing their own hands off. It's going to be terrible. There's this uh, woman I quote on my blog at michaelgram.com who's uh, you know self-described uh, fireworks hater. And she's a nurse. And she led a coalition of people trying to get Georgia to keep fireworks illegal. Dr. Evelyn Johnson of Brunswick, president of the Georgia chapter of the American Academy of Pediatrics, says this will surely lead to many more injuries and fires. Georgia's fireworks law minimize the injury and harm. We've got to stop all this. We support the ban because banning fireworks has significantly lowered the rates of fireworks related injuries and fires. And then right under that statement, I have a graph. And the graph shows What has happened since we've gone from a country where about 20 states allowed fireworks back in 1980 to a country where now 47 states allow significant amounts of fire? About 40 have kind of an open no ban, and then another seven have like a, you know, squishy, like you can buy this and not that. But there are only three states left that have an outright ban on fireworks. So we used to have only 20 states that sold fireworks. Now we have almost all 50 states. So what should happen to the number of injuries? It should be going up, right? The chart should show it starts low and it goes up. In 1980, Americans bought about um, 41 million pounds of regular, you know, at the stand fireworks, bottle rockets, all that stuff. 41 million pounds. Last year, we bought 225 million pounds. So, oh my gosh. That's a huge increase. So obviously the chart shows that it starts low and it goes up. Oh, but here's what's interesting about this chart. As freedom has flourished and more and more Americans have bought more and more fireworks, the line goes straight down. The number of injuries per million pounds of, or whatever, 100,000 pounds, that's the measurement they use, of fireworks sold has gone straight down. In fact, Even though we've gone from about 40 million pounds of fireworks to 225 million pounds of fireworks, the number of injuries has remained almost exactly the same. About 10, 11,000 people a year, you know, burn their fingers or whatever, you know, get minor injuries. Hasn't changed. More and more fireworks, more and more freedom, but not more and more injury because you're not morons. You can work a firework. So I am very excited that the fireworks ban has gone away. I'm very excited about the fact that my fellow Georgians will be able to buy uh, uh, Roman candles and uh, the uh, the big, you know, things you put on the side, on, on the driveway that shoot up the, I don't know what you call them, but, you know, the big things that blow things up in the air. I'm so glad you'll have firecrackers and fireworks and everything else. I think it's absolutely great. And I predict you're going to have a great time and nothing is going to happen. So to me, the end of the ban on fireworks is great news. Do you agree, 844-404-1067, or do you think it's a mistake like the uh, uh, fire chiefs of Georgia do, like the uh, uh, Dr. Evelyn Johnson of Brunswick does? She thinks it's a terrible, terrible thing and that we're all going to be put blowing our eye out. We're all going to be the guy from Christmas Story. Do you agree, 844-404-1067? I am Michael Graham. You just got it at night.
It's 1035. Oh, yeah. Michael Graham, Catherine, that's for you. My daughter, Catherine, listening to the show and a huge Katy Perry fan. And there you go. That's for you, Catherine. By the way, Catherine, everyone loved the 4th of July card you did for us here at work. It got lots of uh, positive buzz. So a couple things going on here at 844-404-1067. We, of course, the confession hotline is going on right now. We'll play the best of the best around 1145. Call 404 404- Four three six two thousand seven. This is where you can confess your hopes, your fears, your dreams, uh, your smart aleck remarks. The worst place to wake up drunk. Now that we know that next time you're in Nevada, you can sleep it off in the car and not have to worry about getting busted for DUI. Now that we know that here in Georgia, you have to be moving the car. Excuse me to get busted for DUI. The worst place to wake up drunk. Have you ever woken up someplace that you look back now and go, "Oh, that was not good." Well, confess it. No names at 404-436-2007. And if you want to win a pair of day passes to Music Midtown, September 18th and 19th, leave your email address when you call the Confession Hotline, and we'll pick the best of the best calls to win. Also, we're talking about the fact that fireworks are legal and um, whether or not that's a good thing or bad thing for Georgia. And I link it back to the conversation we had yesterday about the huge pot bust in Monroe County. We absolutely could bust people for illegal firework possession here in in Georgia. But people have been bringing fireworks from South Carolina and Tennessee and Alabama to Georgia for what? Forever? The day after Georgia banned fireworks, whenever that was, the next day, some guy with a pick-em-up truck rolled through and said, Come on, fellas, let's go fire us. Look, we, as a proud native of the South, Our unofficial slogan should be blowed up real good. We like to see stuff get blowed up real good. And fireworks are a great way to get stuff blowed up real good. In fact, my favorite fireworks are not the ones that go up in the air. I like the blowing up ones. I like, like, my kids like to get, have you seen the tanks? They have, like, some bottle, they're made out of cardboard. They have little cardboard wheels. And they have a couple of bottle rockety things that that are in the back that make the tank roll forward on a flat surface. And then on the front, there's, like, something that blows up. Yeah, absolutely. Then we take those, we turn them at each other, and then we strap extra firecrackers to them, and then we strap a little plastic guy. I absolutely, I, um, uh, Toy Story, who what was the kid, the kid across, the, the kid who was blowing up, you know, the kid next door, Spike or Spiff, whatever his name was. Yeah, that was me. I, I love blowing, best fireworks are stuff that blows stuff up. We used to have bottle rocket fights with my cousin in uh, Conway, South Carolina, where you line up on opposite sides of the yard, and you have all your bottle rockets, and you have your, you know, your little... A, a Coke bottle that's got a little rag thing in it with a little flame so you can light the bottle. And you hold the stick of the bottle rocket, and then you light it, and then you throw it across the yard at your cousin, and then he throws them at you, and they're incoming. Oh, man, fireworks are just a blast, literally and figuratively. Yes, soccer His, his boy? name was Sid, by the way. Sid, thank you. I knew something. I knew I got an S. Not bad for a kid's movie. Yeah, I was Sid, absolutely. So if you have a favorite, so, so the two things. One is... The health officials in Georgia are horrified. The uh, the fire departments are, are frustrated. They say that you are going to blow yourself up and set stuff on fire. Do you agree? 844-404-1067. Uh, or do you say, no, this is pointless. We were blo- we were, we, the fireworks were already here. All we were doing was sending the money to other states. It's like the pot deal. Look, you can bust all the pot in Monroe you want. It, does no, it makes no difference. 
the same number of people will be smoking pot today with or without the pot bust in Monroe. You could keep fireworks illegal for another year in Georgia. You could have voted this down, and the same number of people would be doing the same number of fireworks. They'd just be buying them somewhere else. It does, and, and so what was the point of the law? And that's, to me, I mean, that's the question we should ask ourselves. Why are we doing this? Whatever, whatever it is we're doing, from you know public schools to roads to gas taxes, whatever, what's the point? And then there's the other, the much far more important question at 844-404-1067, your favorite fireworks, the things you are so excited about uh, getting your hands on. In Massachusetts, it's one of the three states left that had a total ban on fireworks. By the way, how embarrassing is it that Georgia and Massachusetts had the same law? That right, that right there should be enough to cause us all to cringe. Uh, and no joke, they try to set up patrols. They'll have cops sitting outside the fireworks, you know, superstore, whatever, and they'll follow you. And as soon as you cross the border, they'll pull you over and to bust you and hit you with a fine, whatever, and confiscate you. Oh, come on. Really? All the crime going on in the world. We got the alert yesterday that this is the highest threat we've had for a 4th of July since 9-11. There's an assumption that ISIS is going to attack, and we're wasting time busting people for bottle rockets in the back of their Buick? Are you kidding me? But that's what people want to do. I I mean, some people want to do, not me. Uh, And so I say, let's try freedom. Give it a shot. What do you say? But even in uh, blue, deep blue, big government Massachusetts, here's what would happen. People would go buy the fireworks in New Hampshire, just like we buy them here in South Carolina, And they would get together like in the cul-de-sac in their neighborhood. And they would tell the local cop from the town that they know. Hey, dude, we're doing the fireworks at 5 o'clock. Okay, I'll be there. And the cop would show up. And they, you know, the kids would line up. And they'd have all the the things shooting up in the air. And the cop was there just to make sure there was no trouble, no problems, whatever. And, of course, they were all breaking the law. And they were breaking the law right in front of the cop. And nobody cared. The cop used his discretion. The people used their good judgment. They had a great 4th of July in the state where 4th of July was born. And that's the way it works. And I've, I've been told that it worked the same way around here. That Because I will tell you, my last 4th of July in Sandy Springs, I heard just as many fireworks going off as I heard when I lived in South Carolina and as when I lived in New York and as when I lived anywhere else. I heard that there was, you could not tell there was a fireworks ban in Georgia Last 4th of July. Isn't that right? So what was the point of the ban in the first place? No, you're not going to blow your finger off. It's more and more safe all the time. 844-404-1067 is the phone number. Don't forget to call the confession hotline. 404-436-2007. The worst place to wake up drunk. News Radio 1067. Breaking news. This just in, the verdict has re, or the jury has returned its verdict in the corruption trial of DeKalb CEO Burl Ellis. This, of course, the second trial. And the first one ended with no decision, but this time the jury has found DeKalb County CEO Burl Ellis guilty on one count of theft by extortion and three counts of perjury. He was facing a total of nine counts accused of shaking down county contractors for campaign contributions. Again, DeKalb County CEO Burl Ellis found guilty 
guilty of one count of theft by extortion, three counts of perjury. Cheryl Castro will have more on the verdict coming up in our newscast at 11 o'clock. He could face up to 60 years in prison. 60 years in prison, possibly for Burl Ellis after could a be. mistrial the first time. Exactly. I would have loved about this, and you're, you're in the news side, Cheryl, so don't, don't comment on this because I want you to get in trouble. But I just loved his, well, of course I went to these people to ask for their money. I'm good government. Of course, he, he, that, that was the best part. Of the, he, he, it, it, was, it reminded me of the former mayor of Chicago. Um, uh, uh, why am I spacing it? Daly. They, yeah, the, the original Daly, who said when they asked about all the family members he had on the city payroll, well, if you can't trust your family, who can you trust? You know, the same thing. He actually said during court, they should give money to me because I'm such a good government that it shows that they support good good government. It was and a very contentious trial. It was. It, it well, was very combative. Well, it comes down to the question of motive. Uh, you know, he, he, was, he, he, didn't, he didn't deny that there were people who gave him money, and there were, he didn't deny that the people who didn't give him money and contracts went away. You just had to decide as the jury, did you connect those two? And on three of the four counts, they didn't. They said no. Yeah, but, not on, guilty. but on one of them, they did. One and they that's, did. And that's one too many. And they found and, uh, on the count of bribery, not mm-hmm. guilty. But, the, but perjury, but, uh, and three extor- counts. And one count of extortion. Exactly. So there you go. So thank you very much, and we'll get the latest from the newsroom on this. And so uh, just another day in Georgia. I know we're shocked, shocked to learn that there might be public corruption. AJC has a great piece on how we are still giving out, in essence, free expense uh, accounts to these county politicians in DeKalb and Fulton and Cobb. They just get... Yeah, I wanted to, I got to go to town and uh, got to have dinner at a five star. Yeah, that's the ticket. Five stars. And we still pay for it. It's thousands. Well, actually, it's combined hundreds of thousands of dollars. What could possibly go wrong telling a county politician, hey, buy whatever you need. Help yourself. (laughs) We've got a woman in jail for that right now from DeKalb County right now. And all these, and we still, we still do it. I just don't, I don't understand. I really don't. This is the easy stuff. Simple tip. Don't give politicians money. One of the guys, um, the agency wrote about, he, he gets his, he buys his suits on his expense account and he has them dry cleaned on his expense account. And his answer is, well, I go to county council meetings. I got to wear a suit. Dude, I worked in politics for six years. I had to wear a suit pretty much every day. There was never an expense account of buy your suit. Listening to me right now are salespeople in the middle of this of Georgia summer who are sweating their way through their men's warehouse suits right now that they bought with their own money. And they get their own dry cleaning done with their own. I, I can't do that. I'm a politician. Why do we do it? Come on. This is not what the 4th of July was. The 4th of July was not about us empowering a bunch of politicians to make their lives better. That wasn't what it was about. The Fourth of July was not about telling politicians, hey, why don't you vote for automatic tax hikes? And then we'll reelect you the first chance we get. Or we'll we'll say nothing. Or what my favorite, I, I actually did a uh, uh a radio interview yesterday in Augusta. They they were asking me about the the automatic gas tax hikes here in Georgia because so few members of the media are talking about it. I've kind of become the default expert. And the host said, well, what are we going to do about it? I said, well, you can't do that now. You should have done something about it while the House and Senate were voting on it. And his answer was, we didn't know about it. And you didn't because the members of the media have no interest in telling you 
about what the politicians are up to because they generally support government spending. And so you don't find out about the automatic part of the gas tax hike that went to effect today until after the votes already occurred. So it is open warfare here on the eve of 4th of July 2015. And on one side, you've got the uh, government elites who think they know how you should spend your money and what you should call a marriage and, you know, uh, how you should raise your kids. And then on the and working with them are the uh, members of the media who cheerlead them on and support them and bash anyone who disagrees and, and challenges that. And then on the other side, you've got you and me. And we've got to stick together, you and me. We've got to fight together. We've got, I, I'm, I've, or I've said this before, and it's up on my website in the past, but I'm going to do it again. Anybody who runs in a Republican primary against the Republicans who passed this gas tax after promising no new taxes, they took the no tax pledge, the no tax hike pledge, and they broke it to pass this uh, tax hike. I will support you in your Republican primary for state rep or state senate. I will support you. I will give you shout outs. I'll do everything I reasonably can. And I don't care what the rest of your positions are. You can support cannibalism and, you know, <laughs> you can you can be a total Sandy Springs Republican and make it illegal to buy personal pleasure devices. And I will still support you because there's a prior priority. A politician makes a promise to you. They need to be punished for breaking that promise. And it almost never happens. And so I'm going to do what I can for that uh, for you as I can. The the confession hotline 404-436-2007. Confess the worst place to wake up drunk from your own personal experiences. You may win tickets to Midtown Music Midtown. Also coming up, uh, illegal immigrants in Forsyth County are complaining that they're getting arrested for driving without driver's licenses. What do you think would happen to the rest of us if we were driving around without driver's licenses? Uh, They don't want to hear that. And California uh, passes the most strict vaccination law in the country. If you don't get your kids vaccinated, they can't attend public school. And that is exactly the right balance between liberty and responsibility to others you, can, you don't have to get them vaccinated, but they can't go to school with my kids, you anti-vax kooks. So much talk, so little time. I am Michael Graham. at the pump expected to jump. While electric car owners, once given tax credits, will see a $200 yearly fee. More than 350 fireworks retailers across the state will open their doors today for the first time with fireworks on the shelves. People like to blow things up. (laughs) But uh, on the world stage, just to be objective about it as I can, I can't think of many nations in the world where we have a better relationship now than we did when we took over. We want the, under- the sheriff to understand and police officers that many of these people is just hardworking people. This is the Michael Graham Show on News Radio 1067. If I have to do jail time, God forbid, if I have to homeschool my kids, would, I would not vaccinate on their schedule. Good morning, it's 1107 at News Radio 1067. 
I am Michael Graham, your host, MC, star of the show, renowned spoiler of women, known enemy of the jihad, the geekiest white guy east of the Mississippi River. So, our confession hotline question of the day at 404-436-2007, that's confession hotline, is the worst place to wake up drunk. It's happened to all of us. I got to tell you, waking up drunk with Jimmy Carter has to be like a very, very, you've made some very bad lifestyle decisions leading up to that. And, and President Obama, I have a message for you. When your foreign policy is such a fiasco that it's being criticized by Jimmy Carter, you know it's bad. What about President Obama's success or failures on the world stage? How would you assess that? On the world stage, I think they've been minimal. I think he's done some good things domestically, like the health programs and so forth. But uh, on the world stage, just to be objective about it as I can, I can't think of many nations in the world where we have a better relationship now than we did when he took over. Minimal is, is about the kindest thing you can say. When Jimmy Carter goes, boy, this guy sucks at that. That is not. That is not. It's like having Pete Rose jump up and go, hey, he's cheating. Yeah, Wow. That's not so good, not so much. Uh, and uh, why Why is our confession hotline question 404-436-2007, worst place to wake up drunk? Is because uh, in Georgia, there are cops who have tried to arrest people for driving drunk who were not driving at the time. And we, as we learned today from our legal analyst, Phil Holloway, they have to show that you moved the car for that. And states, uh, some some other states have now passed laws taking effect today, making it perfectly clear that no, you are not driving drunk if you're asleep in a car that's not running. But there are still states around the country who will arrest you and charge you with DUI even if the keys aren't in the ignition, even if the keys aren't in the car because you're in the car. They'll bust you for DUI. So uh, that's why that's our uh, confession hotline today. And somebody is going to win tickets to Music Midtown, who has the best answer to the question, worst place to wake up drunk on the confession hotline. Um, in I, I have to confess, a confession here, that I am not that upset by what's happening in Forsyth County. Yesterday, the uh, Georgia Latino Alliance for Human Rights held a protest complaining that what they, and I'm going to read this from their own press release, What they describe as unjust targeting of immigrants who are blocked from obtaining driver's licenses in the state of Georgia. Why would an immigrant be blocked from getting a driver's license in Georgia? You can get a driver's license here. You don't have to be a citizen. You can have a green card and get a driver's license. Oh, oh, I see. They said immigrant because they didn't want to say illegal immigrant. So the word illegal doesn't appear anywhere in this entire document of the problem. No, no, all of you who have immigrated here from Uruguay, Paraguay, Russia, China, Mexico, you're all free to get driver's licenses if you're here legally. They're complaining that in Forsyth County, people are getting busted for uh, for driving without driver's licenses because they're here illegally. Glar became aware of an unbalanced policing pattern. Hey, a disproportionate number of people getting busted for driving without licenses are illegals. Yeah, that's because... A disproportionate number of people who are driving without driver's licenses are illegals because they're here illegally and they can't get a driver's license, but they still drive. Uh, They heard about the case of a county judge who sentenced an immigrant 
to four months in jail and nearly $2,000 in fines for driving without a license. And according to Galar, this is absolute outrageous. Time to hit the streets. No justice, no peace. I'm sorry, I didn't get that? No justice, no peace. I don't know that arresting you for driving without a driver's license is an injustice. I'm not sure. But at Glar, they say, no, 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 you're arresting the wrong people. We want the, under- the sheriff to understand and police officers that many of these people is just hardworking people. I, I, don't, I don't dispute that at all. I know a lot of people who have been busted for DUI and who are hardworking people and who want to work and pay the bills, take care of their family. You know what they can't do? They can't drive to work. You know why they can't drive to work? They don't have a driver's license. You know why? Because they broke the law. Hmm, that sounds eerily familiar. Break the GUI law, don't have a driver's license, can't drive legally. Hmm, break immigration laws, can't get a driver's license, drive legally. Oh, my gosh. That is, that is stray. Isn't that weird? So where is the no justice, no peace protest for all the drunk drivers out there? No justice, yeah. no peace. Hmm. It's strange, isn't it? It's weird. It's almost like the advocates for illegal immigrants are saying, we shouldn't be uh, treated the same way as everyone else under the law because we're special, because we're different. At Once again, quoting their statement, the law ignores the economic reality and necessity to drive in order to work, take children to school, or make trips to the hospital. You're absolutely right. They do. Same thing for drunk drivers. Same thing for people with 19 speeding tickets or whatever who can't get a driver's license. So... Should Fayette County stop arresting illegal immigrants for driving without a license, but keep arresting American citizens who drive without a license? 844-404-1067. Are you outraged? Do you agree that this is a cause to protest on behalf of? No justice! No peace! What about the argument that they're just good people who are just breaking the law? How about that? You tell me. I am Michael Graham. Michael Graham now in the Kimmer at Noon on News Radio 1067. Good morning, it's 1120. Uh, yeah, Michael Graham, your host, MC, and star of the show. So glad that you are here. The confession hotline still waiting for your calls at 404 436 2007. Confess the worst place. To wake up drunk and you may win tickets to Music uh, Midtown on September 18th and 19th. Right now we're talking about a story out of Forsyth County where illegal immigrants are protesting. Hey, when we drive without driver's licenses, you treat us like Americans. That's an outrage. We didn't come here to get treated like Americans. We want special treatment. You're only supposed to arrest the gringos. What are you doing arresting us? 844-404-1067. There's also another big story today. Uh, July 1st, laws going into effect in Georgia and around the country including a new law about getting vaccines for your kids if you want them to attend public schools in California. Law requiring all California school children to get vaccinations has been signed into law. What does that mean for the children whose parents don't want to vaccinate? Well, with this law, there are no exemptions for personal beliefs. Just about every child has to be vaccinated to go to school. So some parents say they will not send their children to school. I will homeschool. That's the punishment. There's no other option. Everybody is made different. There's side effects to any drug. 
Um, there's known side effects to vaccination. Marissa Davis-Clark says she's not against all vaccinations, but doesn't feel the government should force her to do this. She feels this violates her constitutional rights as well as her personal freedoms. I think there will be an increase in homeschooling, and I think the next step you will see a lot of lawsuits. Uh, well, uh, as a tireless advocate of individual liberty, I uh, love the fact that you can choose whether or not to vaccinate your kid. But if you make the choice not to vaccinate your kid and let your kid be a carrier for measles, mumps, rubella, and other diseases that were wiped out before you nut job, granola crunching, uh, affluent NPR listening loonies stop getting shots for your kids. Uh, sorry, you can't send them to school with my kids. My kids, my good talk radio listening, common sense kids have their shots. And they don't need to be exposed to you loony Whole Foods shopping granola crunchers who don't understand the basics of science. So you absolutely have uh, the right to raise your kids as you want. We, the parents, have the right. Yes, you do. And uh, and enjoy that right as you are sitting down and teaching your kids uh, science or sending them to a private anti-science academy where you loonies can get together. If I have to do jail time, God forbid, if I have to homeschool my kids, would, I would not vaccinate on their schedule. You know, ma'am, the person who should be crying is the kid who's going to have to look to you for his or her education. That's who should be crying. Your kid, I'm stuck with mom. Oh, no. Here we go. Another uh, chapter on uh, the magical powers of quinoa. To heal burns and scrapes. Jim Carrey, the comedian, very upset. He went on a Twitter tirade after this past. Greed trumps reason as Governor Brown signs vaccine law in California. Sorry, kids, it's just business. Governor California says yes to poisoning more children with mercury and aluminum in mandatory vaccines. This corporate fascist must be stopped. Uh, I am not anti-vaccine. I am anti-thimerosal, anti-mercury. Uh, the CDC can't help solve a problem. And he goes on and on and on. Watch this documentary and judge for yourself. Dude, we have mountains of evidence to judge for ourselves. There is no connection between vaccines and autism. None. Zero. It's been studied and studied and studied some more. Uh, meanwhile, there's direct connection between people not getting vaccinated and the return of diseases that had once been eradicated. We just had a case, um, I'm trying to think of what countries, where they just had, a, 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 in Spain, diphtheria pops back up. Dip-freaking-theria was 150 years ago. It was gone. Diphtheria back killing people because, I, my, you don't understand, Michael, my precious snowflake is too precious a snowflakey for vaccines. No evil disease would live in my child's body. No way. We're too, we're, I'm, when, my, when I dress up my little, my little scrumption, in his cute little little uh, designer outfit, when I put on his little polo fatigues and send him out to play with his friends, no germs would get in him. We're too wonderful. I voted for Obama twice. I would never get a disease from my child. <sighs> it's science, people. <laughs> science. And so I think Cal- uh, California now joins two other states, Mississippi and West Virginia, the only states to ban vaccination waivers based on religion. You can't force your kid into my school to infect my kid 
using your religion as the uh, as the uh, reason. You can send him to a private school or school him at home. Hey, what is this? CNN finally reporting only four hours late. Sources lightning likely the cause of church fire, but doesn't stop us from reporting that there's probably a bunch of racist clans member out there doing it too. Uh, so, uh, did California get it right? 844-404-1067. Here in Georgia, you can still use the religious exemption to get your kids into school with your neighborhood kids. Is that the right way to do it? Or are you with me that the right way to do it is to let, not make it mandatory to vaccinate your kids? That's up to you. But make it mandatory if you want your kids to attend our public schools. Where is the line? Is this the right place to draw it? You tell me. I'm Michael Graham. If I have to do jail time, God forbid, if I have to homeschool my kids, would, I would not vaccinate on their schedule. Good morning, it's 1134. I am Michael Graham, your host, MC, and star of the show. That was one of the uh, parents in California who was upset by a new law that says you are free to choose whether or not to vaccinate your kids, but you are not free to choose whether or not you send them to your neighbor's public school. Uh, and I think that's getting it absolutely right. Here in Georgia, you can choose not to vaccinate your kid and then send your kid to my school to uh, spread measles, mumps, rubella, diphtheria, whooping cough, etc. Uh, 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 to my kids. No, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, the common uh, 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 argument from the anti-vax, anti-science people who think their kids are so wonderful that they are somehow exempt from science is, well, if your kids have the shots, what do you care? Well, the reason I care is because not all the shots are effective. There are some people for whom the shots just don't work. And that's why we rely on herd immunity or collective immunity. In other words, when you get to a certain point where you have so many people vaccinated, a high enough percentage, then there's no uh, the the, uh, the diseases can't can't uh, survive. They don't have enough hosts to survive and they just go away, which is why we have defeated diseases in the past. So I guess the plan now is to bring polio back. After I have one of the most amazing things in the world, the polio vaccine wiped out polio. We're going to bring it back. And we go back to people dying from smallpox. That's the plan now. Well, Michael, that's okay because I'll have a pox party. Those are the people that just amaze, just <laughs> stunned me the most. The people who, one of my neighbors has chicken pox. Oh, goody, we'll send all the kids over to play with your kid and to lick their lollipops and to share spoons with them so that they can get chicken pox. Really? Yee. So uh, uh, should Georgia follow in California's steps? California, Mississippi, and West Virginia are the three states that they say, nope, sorry, religious exemption won't do it. You're free to worship as you choose. You're free to not vaccinate if that's what your religion says, but you'll be doing homeschooling or private schooling after that. Uh, Antoinette, you're on the air with Michael Graham. Thanks for the call. Hey, Mike. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I'm just listening to this whole conversation. I have seven kids. I have a little grandchildren. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry. What about the rights of the parents who don't want their children to be sick? I mean, not just school. How about daycares? How about Chunky Cheeses? How about McDonald's? How about your kids playing outside with our kids? You know, how about those rights? 
that we don't want our kids coming. And then one lady was saying something about lawsuits. There's going to be a lot of lawsuits. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of lawsuits. I'm sorry, but if I have a kid that died because your kid infected, because you refused to vaccinate your kid, I'm going to sue you. How about that? That, How about that? Antoinette, that's a great question. Antoinette asks, hey, if you're not going to get your kid vaccinated and I get my kid vaccinated, but the vaccine doesn't take. And because you actively left your child to spread these diseases while I tried to fight it off. And unfortunately, biology being what it is, I can't I couldn't do that. Are you responsible for her dead kid? I'd be curious to know if, if anti-vaxxers even think about that if Jim Carrey with his uh, you're not going to put your poison in me corporate America and keep your genetically modified foods too if he even thinks about what if your kid is the carrier for the disease that kills some other kid do you feel any responsibility for that 844-404-1067 or you can email me michael at michaelgram.com and uh, if you're um, uh, so determined to cling to your anti-science view that you're going to uh, face jail time instead, then that's you're fine. You know, that's I, I admire to a certain degree you, the way the seriousness with which you take your parenting. I just wish you would, you know, get a little more <laughs> information to go with it. But you know, this is one of the problems in the with the uh, contemporary left is that they've just abandoned science and reason and logic and facts. I don't, you know, it doesn't matter how many times their economic proposals fail. They turn right back around and say, let's do it again. It doesn't matter, uh, you know, uh, how many, uh, how, how many reports come out that show no link between autism and uh, vaccinations. It doesn't matter. And it's so fascinating to me that the place where the anti-vax uh, approach is prospering right now are in wealthy, liberal, pro-Obama, pro-Hillary enclaves. Do you know where the highest rates of vaccination are? The American South, Alabama and Mississippi, you know, the, the people who go, oh, my gosh, you've got a free shot that you'll you know, the, say for, you know, the health department's paying for free shots for to get my kids to keep them well. Junior, Bubba, we're going. I don't want no whining. You're going to take your shot. And then it's when you get to the Volvo drivers. I say, I don't, I will not have your chemicals in my little precious Snookum's body. I don't think so. Oh, lovey, they want to put the same medicine in our children. They put those. Uh, we didn't move to Johns Creek, so we'd have to have your medicine in our children. I don't think so. Take your needles back to the trailer park where they belong. No self-respecting germ would hang out in our house. Ah. 844-404-1067. Or you can follow me on Twitter. I am M. Graham. Oh, and don't forget we got the confession hotline happening right now. Confess the worst place to wake up drunk and you could win tickets to Music Midtown. Uh, Tammy, you're on the air with Michael Graham. Thanks for the call. Go right ahead. Hey, Michael. Um, my concern is the parents that don't think about this mm-hmm. and don't get their children vaccinated. What about the parents like me? My uh, my son is allergic to the pertussis vaccination. Mm-hmm. We found that out, out after his first shot. The doctor said he can't have any more. It could be fatal. So now he has to go without it. Right. But all these people 
that are wandering around that won't vaccinate their kids. My child now is at risk because of these parents that think their kids don't need it. And I'm right with that lady that said it before. If they think that they want to do that, hey, and something happens to my kid because they want vaccination, I'm really ready for I will sue them. They well, want to think about that. Hey, a, they're putting my child at risk. You know, that's a very good point. If you were walking around with a loaded gun and you weren't paying attention to where it was pointing and it could go off, you'd be responsible for what happened. Well, how is a kid who's able to carry a fatal or, uh, you know, a life-threatening or permanently disabling disease that you let roaming around, let roam around the mall any different? That's a very legitimate point uh, that you brought up. Thanks for the call. Greg, you're on the air. Go right ahead. Well, hey, Michael, how are you doing? Doing fine, sir. Hey, uh, uh, real quick, you know, I've been a uh, teacher for over 25 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the whole idea of the, of the kids not being vaccinated is, is a frightening one, you know, for public educators. You know, uh, there's uh, too many risks and everything like that we have to deal with uh, on a daily basis. But, but being exposed uh, to all these potential diseases, mm-hmm. you know, that's just another risk, you know, that we should have to deal with. You know, that's a very good point. When did you first start hearing this? When, when did you start finding out about kids in your classes who weren't getting their shots? It's, it's only been over the course of about, about the past three, maybe five years. Right. You know, you'd hear about this kid or that kid, but now it's starting to, you see it's starting to trend. Because yeah. don't you agree with me, like 8, 10, 12 years ago, if you had said, I don't think I'm getting my kid their shots, I don't, you know, the shots are dangerous, you would have sound like some kind of kook. Don't you agree? Exactly. Yeah. I exactly. Mean, I, well, I remember we were a kid making fun of our neighbors who would only use well water because they didn't want fluoride in their water. And I thought we all agreed. What a bunch of loonies. And now all over the country, there's an anti-fluoride. I don't want that evil, heavy, you know, element in my water. Keep that. Keep your, you know, seven electron shell products away from me. And I'm like, what? Are we are we turning into the aluminum foil hat wearing country on purpose i just I, <laughs> you know if i were doing an updated version of redneck nation i would have to have a whole chapter on the elite liberal anti-science loony conspiracy crew out there because that is who is taking over uh, we got more phone calls on this we've got the confession hotline and the lunch line all coming up Michael Graham now and the Kimmer at noon on News Radio 1067. Lunch doesn't have to cost dough because every day on Michael Graham's show. Hey, wait a minute. That's me. The lunch line. Kick it. You get free. If you call Today's Lunchline is brought to you by our good friends at Pier 213 Seafood in Marietta. Great locally sourced seafood. Absolutely delicious. Wonderful gumbo. And since our confession hotline is worst places to wake up drunk, it reminded us of a couple of guys who woke up in not exactly the place they wanted to in the movie Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Dell. Oh. Oh. Why did you kiss my ear? 
Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. If you know the next line from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, a, a hilarious movie, and that may be the funniest scene in the movie, 844-404-1067. One more time, uh, soccer boy, please. Dell. Oh. Oh. Why did you kiss my ear? Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Between two pillows. Uh, and so we'll get a um, lunch line winner here in just a second. First, so let's go to Liz. Who wants to talk about the new uh, vaccination law in California. Liz, you're on the air. Hi, Michael. Hi. And I just want you to know I love your show. Um, I do, like, with this vaccine thing, it does drive me crazy mm-hmm. um, because it, you know, if it happened to you, then you would have a different opinion on it. Um, it happened to my son. He got um, the DTAP, and he immediately stopped talking. I mean, and I'm talking immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, if you know, I like when I'm looking at um, news, I look at CNN and I look at Fox News because there's two sides. And if you watch Fox, you're only going to hear the Republican side. If you watch um, CNN, you're only going to hear the liberal side. And, right. you know, there's somewhere in the middle that's true. Um, and but I'm Liz, not what we have to do is we have to go with the science as it's available. And there's just so much science. And I tell you what, do Liz, we're going to get to this topic another time. And when we do, I'm going to put you on the front of the line right now, though. I need to give lunch to Hector if I can. Hector, are you ready to finish the lunch line? Yes, sir. Here we go. Del. Oh. Oh. Why did you kiss my ear? Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between Hec- two pillows. Hector? Yes. What's the What's the next line? In, those aren't two pillows. Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hector didn't throw in the screen, but he did a good job. Hector, you'll be eating lunch at Pier Two Thirteen. So stay on hold. We'll get your information. And now it is time for the one, the only, the world famous. Thank you for calling the Confession Hotline. The Confession Hotline brought to you today by friends at Total Coat. The worst place to wake up drunk. Your confessions, please. The worst place to wake up drunk is the Barberitos bathroom with all your friends <laughs> banging on the bathroom door. She that went is, to UGA. You could that tell. is not a good place to wake up. She may be our winner. Hey, Michael Grab, it's me. Only the Kimmer. And the worst place I ever woke up drunk with a Saigon opium den with three of the hottest 18-year-old Vietnamese girls who turned out to be ladyboys. And for why? <laughs> ah, you're killing me, only the Kimmer. Uh, I don't think the Kimmer can win. I don't uh, think that's fair. Well, at least he called in on his vacation. Hey, that's true. It's very nice of him to do that. I can tell you from experience that the worst place to wake up drunk is at a patch of poison ivy. <laughs> I want to hear the story about how you ended up there. That's great. Yeah, Michael, I think I would be uh, not too happy to wake up drunk uh, wrapped in the Confederate flag in Al Sharpton's driveway. That would not be a good place to wake up drunk or sober. Michael Graham. Yep. Shuggy, duggy. Hey. Herman Kane. Herman Kane. I got to tell you, one time I woke up drunk behind Bulldogs. Now, I know that is downtown, and I know that it's a gay sports bar, but I was just in there watching football 999 <laughs> times <laughs> worst place to wake up drunk a female uh, employee of herman cain's front of his car yeah the worst place to wake up 
after you've been sleeping in an office, your ex-wife's driveway, and your new wife is tapping on your window <laughs> after tracking down your iPhone. You didn't come home all night. That guy may need the tickets. Winner! Winner! Yeah, Music Midtown tickets. He's got to be the winner. Hey, Michael. I woke up one time the weekend before my birthday, face first in a parking deck, with two cops handcuffing me. <laughs> Not a good place to wake up. When I was about 17, I uh -huh. went out with a whole bunch of friends and, you know, came home like normal, except the next morning... I woke up in my mother's bed. Woke up at the same time I did and was screaming, What are you doing <laughs> in my bed? This is a tough one. This is a tough one. I think we got to give it to the uh, the guy who showed up with his ex-wife. Yeah, ex-wife and, and the new wife. The I think we got to give it. Sir, uh, if you left your email address, you'll be winning the Music Midtown tickets. I will see you tomorrow, 9 a.m. to noon. I am Michael Graham. This podcast of The Michael Graham Show is brought to you by Matt Hermes. If you have a high-end home and you're looking to sell, call Matt at Keller Williams Realty. Matt Hermes specializes in luxury homes in areas like Hamilton Mill, Sugarloaf, Chateau Elan, and more. For more information, visit atlantahomesguru.com forward slash radio. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.